Welcome back to the Risk Report. This is Roman the Stoic, and this is episode number 61. It's Saturday, motherfuckers. September 25th, I believe. Is it the 25th? It's the 25th of September. Yep. God, how the time is fucking flying, huh? 25th of September already. Um, Thank you all for tuning in, those that are listening. And again, I always love to say it on the podcast. I really fucking appreciate those that are tuning in. Um, I can see all the plays in the videos. I could see who's staying on for how long. And and I really, really do appreciate the support and the fact that people do listen and people really do fuck with it. Um, so I'm proud, proud of that and just want to thank all those that are listening. But uh, just to let you know, let's see what I've been doing. Yesterday I was out fucking playing pool. Um, with the homie Austin and, uh, and I've been like with this whole, like, you know, break in the relationship that I had and, um, I've just been out, right. I'm just, I go to work all week and then weekend comes. I don't really want to be in the house too much. So I just fucking go play pool. I've been playing pool (laughs) and, uh, there's this old guy, Larry, Fucking, he's got to be like 70 plus years old. And Larry likes to go out on Wednesdays and Fridays to this bar, um, Nippers. And that's where I go play pool, usually on those days too, and Saturday. And um, Larry's always there. And Larry fucking crushes Frank Sinatra covers. That's why he goes Wednesdays and Fridays, because they have the uh, karaoke night. And it gets fucking popping there, right? A ton of people go there. And uh, Larry, bro, he just fucking serenading, serenading the masses out there. Larry just goes up. L is for the way you look at me. Like he's fucking singing to chicks and shit. There's always a girl there celebrating her birthday for some reason every week. So he's just over here. Here comes the Larry just fucking shuffling on over here. But uh, but Larry's got some hands. Larry could fucking play pool. And so me and Austin, we went two on two with Larry and this other guy that I've been, I've actually played pool with before. I met him. He's some young guy, but he's fucking good, right? You know, he just plays pool. He comes in with his own stick. He comes with, he comes in with two sticks. He explained to me that you need two sticks, not one stick. You need two sticks. You need your stick to fucking break because it cracks the, cracks the uh, stick. And then you need your actual playing stick. So you never want to break with your actual actual playing stick. And he said even then he'll fucking just still pick out like a random one from the bar and break with that. He doesn't want to fuck up his sticks. So that's a serious pool player, right? That guy balls out on billiards. Um. So yeah, I played him before. There was one night where I just fucking played him for like five hours, four hours maybe. Just game after game. I lost every game, but... um. But I just wanted to fucking play. And I was, I was, you know, we were tied up. But we got, we had to fucking leave, go to another bar. Austin wanted to meet with one of his old friends who was in town. And, and so, uh, 
we had to cut that game. So, Larry, if you're out there listening, buddy, I'm coming back for that second game, bro. I think we got it. I think we got me and Austin versus you and the other guy. And uh, we were neck and neck the whole time. But, of course, I always fuck up. The thing with pool is, for me, I can crush it. I'll legit go on, like, a rampage, knock, knock in, like, four balls in a row. And then I get to the last ball. It's like beer pong. I get to the last ball. And I just fucking can't get it in, dude. Same with beer pong. I get to that last cup. I can't fucking sink that bitch. You know, I don't know what it is. I get to the finish and then I can't, you know. Um, Luckily, that, that doesn't happen in other aspects of my life. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, Also wanted to say I have a new song out. It's called Melt. Melt is out on Spotify, on Apple Music, on YouTube, it should be, a bunch of shit. It's out on on every platform you can think of, and if it's not out on it yet, it's going to be in the next week or two. Um, But I just released a new single called Melt, and uh, it kind of captures that right there, The what I was just talking about, not just playing pool or whatever, but like being out and not wanting to be in this, you know, area, like, I just, you know, kind of escaping, just, eh, just going out just to pass the time till it's late enough for that. I'm so tired. I don't give a fuck. I can just pass out on this fucking futon that I'm (laughs) sleeping on. Um, so yeah, new song called melt and I'm honestly really proud of it. And I thought it would be cool to, uh, kind of walk you guys through I'll pull up the the beat because I produced the song and then I had my homie Lorenzo come in and play guitar at the end of the song. Um, and to those that stick around and listen to the whole podcast, I'm going to put the song at the end. You know, you know how I do put putting songs at the end of the podcast always. Um, and there's been a lot of unreleased music that I put out at the end of these podcasts. So definitely give them a listen. But uh, I'll put on Melt as well. But you could find that again on on Spotify and all that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just kind of show you what how I started this beat. So I took a sample, a guitar sample. So I took that guitar sample. And... Um, This is what it sounds like without the filters and stuff that I put on it to clean it up. So that's what I started off with. Didn't change it much. Added a compressor. Added a stereo shaper to kind of get it going to... um, To get it going through both speakers, which that's something I've been using a lot. Is with every... Mostly every instrument, especially the core instruments... I like to stereo shape them and I like to put them almost so that it has more of a surround sound feel. Does that make sense? It like, I just like it so that they're both coming out of both speakers kind of equally, or, or maybe it sounds like one's more in the back or one's more out forward. You know, I kind of try to envision this spatial area where the, the song is and where each instrument kind of goes, if that makes any fucking sense to those that are listening. And then lastly, I put on an EQ for it. So then it sounded like that. 
then I put in the bass. So here's the bass. And this is a, a deep bass sample, uh, not sample, but sound, right? Something you can plug in. And um, I'll turn off the other the other tracks too. So I try to make it sound as much as a, a real bass as possible. It depends the song, right? Some songs I'll do um, sub basses or like you know those like real like kind of hip hop 808 basses. Um, but lately I've been trying to get a real sound. Right, I'm trying to get a since I don't have a fucking full band and I'm slacking and I don't have actual instruments here to play and record it right on there. Um, I'm left to the, the plugins that I have and then the keyboard that I have, and then I just try and make it. And um, so, little tricks I've learned, I guess, is kind of have it strum more and find the right kind of sound to work with. So let's see what what the bass sounded like. Um, prior to me changing it. So that's what the bass sounds like um, without any of the filter stuff that I had put onto it. And then, so same thing, like I said, I put a stereo shaper to kind of widen out the sound. See? Now I hear aspects of the bass that you can't really hear like that. Okay. And then I like to put on an EQ, EQO, um, to graphic EQ. And I like to kind of cut the tail of the bass. And um, so this is what it sounds like, right? And here's what it sounds like with the EQO, the graphic equalizer. Kind of cleans up that, that shakiness. Keeps it a little more contained. So that's something I like to put on the bass. And then I put on a compressor. And putting that EQO will allow me to... Um, putting that graphic equalizer will allow me to kind of like... Go a little higher with the compressor and get the bass kind of sounding strong. Without being too overwhelming. Um, so then, yeah, then I come into what the, uh, the drums. Okay. So for the drums, I actually grabbed a sample, a sample for the drums. And I believe that it was a, a sample that was at a whole different BPM. And what I did was I stretched out the, the drums to, have it fit in this beats per minute, right? This is at 145, which is fairly fast. So I sped up the drums, whatever drum sample that was. And um, and then what I like to do, what I've been trying to do, like trying to get this live sound, is not only will I sa find samples of a live drum kit, um, but then I'll add my drum sounds on top of it. Okay, and I have it flow with it. So what the, what's going on then is the kicks start going together, right? The kicks and this and the uh, snare and everything start going together. So then, 
when it sounds together, it's got a little bit more of a push. And it just sounds to me a little more in the right direction of it, it being live. Right? So then, what else do I have on here? And then I have these, uh, these kind of smooth, stringy sounds. They kind of just come in, in and out. And same thing, you know, stereo shaper. I like to put this uh, one compressor, the love filter on. And, and just try and get everything kind of sounding together, you know. And even with the drums and the snares and everything, I try to put on a little shaper or reverb, you know, get it, get it sounding just about right. But for these drums, I actually kept it pretty plain. So then this is what it sounds like, I guess, all together with the, uh, with the, uh, guitar sample. Oh, we got to turn it right on. So, fairly simple. We're talking about one, two, three, four, five tracks. <coughs> five tracks and about <coughs> eight or nine instruments. Um, so, yeah. <coughs> That's how I made Melt. And then I just go into writing, you know, and then I go into just going over and over and over, listening to the beat, trying to find the right uh, the right flow. And then I find the right flow. I kind of just start plugging in my words, plugging in my thoughts. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm proud of this one. I'm proud of the sound. It's going in the right direction for me where, you know, I, I, I've always loved rock. And I've always, like, that's been my main main music that I've really connect with. And hip hop has been a medium for me to, I guess, be creative and, and song and be able to write songs, right? Be able to step into that. And um, now as I'm getting older and I guess having practiced for so long, right? All those songs, all those, all the time I've spent uh, making songs, that's not time wasted, man. That's, that's time gained, you know, that's time experience, right? So, you know, to me, it's just like now I'm at a point where I'm a little more understanding. I'm still not, you know, not completely understanding. There's some guys that are so technical, right? And you just heard me talk about how I made this beat. And um, to those who do make beats, they're probably like, this is very simple. You didn't really do shit, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, it's more of an understanding, Instead of an actual technical understanding, it's more of a feeling, right? A feeling with music that I've been able to have. And for me to finally start incorporating, I guess, the sound that really resonates inside of me, the 
all of that, you know, now I'm with the songs I've been writing and making, I feel as, you know, I'm kind of getting more to that, that spot where I want to be with the music I'm making. And I'll look, I'll listen to, you know, my old stuff and, and I'm still super proud of everything. And it all sounds cohesive in a way, even with this growth, right? Even with how different some songs are. Um, but like I said, I've been, I've been making a lot of beats. I've been producing and then I'll just sit here and I'll write. I'll write and I'll practice some ideas. And those are the songs that I go make. Um, and right now my plan is to drop a single every month. You know, I could definitely just put together an album in the next two months, but I'm I'm feeling more as though I want to um, put out music every month, just kind of get back out there, show people, oh, he's making music, oh, he's making the podcast, oh, he's, you know, posting a little more. So every month, just want to put something out there, you know, and um, by the end of the year, I'll have had 12 songs. I'll have been consistent because everyone sees every month I'm putting out a fucking song. And at the end of the year, you'll definitely have an actual album, you know, of a body of work. And um, so I got some cool ideas. And with the artwork I'm making, that that's the artwork I'm just posting as the album cover or whatever, the single cover. So with this Melt one, I uh, I had drawn that with oil pastels, right? And so what I'm going to do is I'm just kind of, I found a kind of a style. That's the style I'm going to try and make these covers with is paint and oil pastel and color and, and kind of have it, this be this abstract line, line thing that I kind of do and, uh, and just put them out there. So that also visually kind of cohesively ties the work together as uh not just single releases but like a, an actual body of work i believe in my you know in my opinion <clears throat> but yeah stoked on it definitely go go check it out again it's uh melt the song is called melt um definitely a grungy feel and it kind of goes with i don't know maybe the energy i'm at i've i've, I've kind of got right now <clears throat> Um, but enough about me. Let's move on. Um, UFC fight 266 is happening tonight. And this is going to be another big one, right? We got Alexander Volkanovsky, and he's the champion going up against Brian Ortega. And these guys were the coaches on the, uh, on the last Ultimate Fighter. So this is a big fight, big fight. And the belt's on the line for Volkanovsky. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, love this shit. Love this shit. It's exciting. You've got uh, Shevchenko, right? She's the women's flyweight champion, I believe. And she's a monster. So we're about to see her fucking dominate tonight, right? I think her thing was like negative 1,600 or something, <laughs> something crazy, right? Her betting odds. It's like she is just it's so one-sided, you know what I mean? You'd need to bet a uh, you'd need to bet a hundred dollars or sixteen hundred dollars to get a hundred dollars, you know. Um that's how one-sided that bitch is. So that's gonna be a crazy fight. Nick Diaz is coming back against Robbie Lawler. And this is a fight that apparently happened 17 years ago. And so now these guys are meeting back 
as older men. <laughs> and uh, they're fucking going at it, man. Nick Diaz. And hopefully he brings that same spunk of that he had before and, and the same like energy that his brother brings. And um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. It's crazy how like these guys, you know, it's like it's it's like skating, man. To me, you know, you find something you love to do. And you let it kill you. <laughs> you know, you find something you love to do and you love it so goddamn much that all the all the risk is worth that reward of feeling, right? And and I had a phase where I really did enjoy throwing hands. I really did enjoy fighting people. I really did enjoy um, play fighting people like, like slap boxing or wrestling all the time. Um, putting on gloves and boxing. Like I really enjoyed the act of that, the, the sportsmanship of it. Cause yeah, you know, there was definitely some like heated fights. Those I don't like too much, right? The energy is, especially at, at this age, like, you know, it's not, it's not the energy I want. It's a dangerous energy, right? It's somebody at a bar or this or that. I just fucking, I don't like that. But when it's like an agreed upon, put on gloves or you know you're gonna wrestle or whatever it's like you, you you know this person or you're willing to compete against this person like it's fun man it's fun to i don't know it's like you're doing this primal primal innate action that human beings human men have you know particularly is fucking wrestling around it's like when you see dogs <laughs> what do they do they fucking play fight right so it's just the animal in us. And um, similar to skating, it's like, yeah, I could get hurt or this or that. and <clears throat> But I just go for it. I know that if I reached a fucking certain age, I'm still going to be doing it. You know, if I'm fucking 60 and I'm able to and my body's good, I'm going to be skateboarding for sure. I'll fucking ride around, pop some high-ass ollies because I've done it since I was a fucking child, right? So totally see why why these older guys, man, haven't fought 17 years ago, and now they're coming back to fight almost twenty almost 20 years ago, dude. Let's see how old these guys are. He's 38 years old. He's almost 40. So I mean, it's not like super old, you know what I mean? That's like young. And men in their fucking 30s, 38, that's when you kind of start going maybe like getting a little weaker but mid 30s those are all the champions all the champions are in their fucking 30s you know most of them the the 30 year old man is peak physical condition if if you're fucking trained you know what i mean if you got a good body if you work out and fucking take care of yourself and and exercise like do other things that are like you move around You'll be at your peak physical condition, like as far as power and shit like that. But then you start going going down. So Robbie Lawler's thirty nine. They're both the same age. They're both almost forty, and they're about to be swinging hard, dude. Right, thirty eight year old man. Imagine that guy fucking punching you at a bar like some guy that fucking works out all the time. <laughs> That's power. That's some serious power, right? Um, 
yeah, it's wild. That's wild. I always think about, I always think about like how primal we are, you know, and but like also what we've come from, right? Like at least how history has been portrayed to us over all these years is how fucking crazy human beings can be. And all we do is like fight and conquer and, you know, it's a mostly patriarch, uh, patriarchal world, right? Um, there's areas that are whatever, you know, women run it. Um, but we just fucking conquer, right? We just fight and conquer, fight and conquer. And it's so innately in us. I mean, the fact that back in the day they were doing gladiator shit and, and now we have this modern day gladiator shit, all these fighting leagues, boxing, uh, even the Olympics, right? The Olympics, um, any sport, is a gladiator thing. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy how like we're still very much the same as as how we've been in terms of what we do for leisure, for sport, for recreation, right? And and among other things. So but now we're just in this crazy fucking world of technology. You know? Technology's taken over. Um, and now that we're on the topic of technology and this and that, and, um, you know, now we've got these, this big news story, right? The, the big news story of 2021 so far, I think is the missing girl that, that was just found, right? Her remains were just found. What's her name? Uh, Gabby, Gabby Petito, you know, rest in peace to that young woman. It's it's horrible. And rest in peace to all the people that are missing, right? All the people that go missing, whether they're indigenous or black or Hispanic or whatever, a human being, right? Human beings that are missing or get murdered, or, you know, it's rest in peace to them, you know? Must be a terrifying ordeal if it's not fast. Um. Unfortunately, there's just always little bursts of evil in this world, you know? And and the family must just be so distraught, you know? And that's the thing. You never, you never imagine that it's going to happen to you. But so, it happens to somebody. That's the thing. It happens to somebody. So... It could very well happen to you if you, you know, don't avoid things that are avoidable, right? Because things, some things are just way out of our control. There's so many accidents that happen that that aren't intentional or just things happen fast and, you know, and then you're gone. But when it comes to like a, a relationship, right? Like this, this fucking piece of shit guy that's just no one's found him. He's escaped. He's fucking apparently he's living in the woods somewhere, like fucking psychopath. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You get we got to be like careful with the relationships we pick, and you know I see a lot of the division 
even when you're scrolling on social media and people posting, well, we shouldn't teach girls to to try and be safe from guys. Guys should just be better, right? That's what they say, the, the argument. But that's not helping out, right? I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, people have to be good, you know? There's shitty women out there too, right? There's shitty men. There's just shitty people. Um. But we got to learn to recognize signs and, and see who we let into our lives. If you haven't feelings, they're young. They're young kids, right? They were 23 years old, 22, this poor girl. Think about how many relationships people have from 22 to 28. How many different relationships you have in a span of six years. <clears throat> um. So this is and it's sad, man. It's sad, right? And maybe you don't see the signs till it's too late or whatever, but I feel like you always see the signs. And if you just choose to ignore it or choose to work with it or choose to think that it's going to change, then you're putting yourself in a deeper hole, in a deeper situation, unfortunately. So what I'm saying is that I guess we all have to be held accountable to our actions, right? Like we should teach girls to keep safe from guys or anybody because there's fucking crazy people out there. And we should teach guys to be, to grow up, to be good gentlemen, right? Chivalrous and protectors rather than conquerors. But unfortunately, it's a fucking crazy world out there. And so we have to also teach them to protect themselves, be careful who they let in, um, and choose those relationships wisely. And now, again, with all this social media and everything, man, it's like I think it really is just, just it's hurting us socially. It helps us socially and it hurts us socially, right? It helps us to make connections, whether it's business or love or whatever. Right helps you to make connections. You could even argue that maybe it even helps with people's communication. If if I don't even fucking know, right? There's so many. They could be used for so so much good, right? Podcasts, documentaries, things that that help you grow as a person. It's it's all whatever you want it to be, right? The internet is a crazy place. You could go to the most beautiful, lightest, you know, most kind and benign place on the internet. You could go to the darkest, deepest abyss of what it is. And I think with what regular social media is, which I'll say is what Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever these social medias are, they're hurting us. In the sense that, like, it's just showing us the wrong things to aspire to. So you say you want, you know, that we should teach men to, to be, boys to be, grow up to be good men and blah, blah, blah. And it, it should be said vice versa for women as well. But what we portray, what we value, right, this material um, facade that human beings have come to value on their social media pages is what's going to hurt our next generation because they're growing up with that instantly. 
They're growing up with it. Oh, this is how the world is. This is what you want to aspire to. Right? Whether it's the sexualization of people, right? Which is fine, you know, I get it. Everything in, in like moderation and modesty, right? Because we've been drawing people naked forever, right? Art is like you study, you, you know, in college I would draw people naked. It's no big fucking deal. But this like over-sexualization of our, ourselves, our bodies is going to hurt our next generation. It's going to hurt their relationships. It's going to hurt their trust. It's going to hurt their whole psyche because they're going to be so fixated on having to look this good, having to be this, having to go out to, to be cool, having to fucking take pictures to post it to get likes. Right? We don't understand that what we're doing is these, these, these youngins that are coming up and growing up with this, they're developing. Right? They're they're just figuring shit out, right? They're just trying to figure shit out. They got hormones just blasting through them. They're growing, right? They're physically growing. They're sprouting little mustaches and little hairs on their fucking armpits, right? They're growing human beings. And if you remember at that age how off the hinges you were, right, emotionally, where you would cry, you'd get pissed, you'd have fights with parents, you'd... You know, you, you're just growing up. You got these flood of emotions that you got to learn to control. So on top of that, they're just glued to a fucking screen. And then this becomes this thing to aspire to, this norm. And again, they could use it for whatever they want to. They could not be following any of those pages. They could just be following whatever they're into, right? But they could also just fall into the trap of like all of us that is what it is, right? And so I'm I'm I think about that shit, man. I, I think that it's really coming to a, a point where it's fucking gonna hurt the the next generation's psyche, and it's already hurting our psyche. You know what I mean? How tough is it for people to fucking keep relationships here? Right, and then you 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 see them on Instagram, and you think that God, they have a perfect relationship. Look how happy they look, just like this Gabby Petito and Brian, or whatever the fuck that piece of shit guy. Right? Oh, look how happy they are on paper on this fucking Instagram account where they they're living in their van together and they're traveling the world. That's the fucking dream. Wow, look how in love they are. They're so lucky. But you never know, right? You never know. It was a, a dark thing. And that's why it's also become so dangerous, this social media, because you put on this facade, like I said. You put on this front of like, look how awesome this is. And look, how, you know, you're only putting the highlights, which is fine. You're only putting the highlights of whatever your week is, your month is, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's such a crazy thing to me, but we got to know when to, when to read signs. We got to know when to follow our gut. You know, when you see red flags and 
there's only a certain amount where you can get to to where you're in a spot where it's like this is uncomfortable this is not good right and it could be something as mundane and, and as like not mundane but as i don't know right like in terms of like this relationship that i was in it's civil it's fine you know what i mean yeah there's the tension of like oh this is a bummer and you know, we're both single doing our own thing. And there's that, you know, that's, that's not very like nice (laughs) inside. But other than that, I mean, I'm just riding it out. I'm being adult about everything and until the lease is up and then I'm out. Right. And, uh, and we're coexisting, but it could also not be like that. Right. So it could be a lot darker, like something like this, you know, like with the Gabby Petito thing. That's the that's as dark as it can get. Um, but we see, man, people in relationships they get into some crazy shit. I mean, look, even me just being out yesterday at that bar, there was some forty-year-old guy. They were probably in their mid-forties, and they were maybe dating these two or something. And this guy's over here, like pissed off at her because she's over here like hugging and and like kind of like flirting with some guy or whatever and i was just thinking to myself like jesus man like when is this gonna end like you're telling me 40 40 year olds are still dealing with this shit like when is this gonna fucking end (laughs) for people you know the relationship thing is so crazy because here's what i think I think that like with all this stuff that's going on and yeah, two people can't be on the same wavelength all the time and, and uh, even just the same place mentally in life. Right. And the social media is affecting us. It's not giving us the mental fortitude and the mental strength and the empathy to, I don't know, try and be on the wave, same wavelength or figure out what wavelength that is, you know, because it seems like, the successful ones, the happy ones, the long-term ones. And and look, they're not always all happy, right? They're going to have fucking arguments with the same person all the time. <laughs> That's unrealistic. But they're on the same wavelength, you could tell. You know what I mean? So I think with the more distractions we have with everything, harder to, harder to have the mental fortitude, the psyche to to develop a connection like that. Right to develop and sustain a connection like that, um, because that is what is the internal trust. That is what is the, you know, I guess the calmness about it. Um, and down here, it's like it's all about going out. It's all about this. It's all about inviting other things that don't necessarily need to be invited in all the time. You know. But anyways, I'm going to wrap this shit up. Um, again, rest in peace to the, that young lady and all those, all the missing people, man. And uh, everyone listening, you know, just be safe out there. Obviously, very cliche, but try and make as best choices as possible with who you, who you hang out with, who you give your time to, your energy to. Um, at the end of the day, even not just in like... Uh, an intimate relationship between two people, 
a friendship relationship. You know, there's friends that'll drag you down. You know, there's people that are not on the same wavelength. And it doesn't mean you have to make them your enemy or just, you know, whatever, but it's it's good to be conscious of things that aren't necessarily going to help you progress and have a sustainable life, right? And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that everybody should, you know, develop trust in your friendships and trust in everything. And but the <laughs> the reason human beings survive is because of fear, right? And that's my next song is actually kind of like a. I'm probably gonna put it out next month. But that's kind of the topic there. Fear. Right? That's what will keep you alive. So when we use fear to an extent to kind of, whether it's a gut feeling, whether it's um, whatever, these ideas that are popping up in your head that like, oh, this isn't a good, this isn't a good thing. This You feel it out. That is an important thing too. That is what will sustain you and keep you alive at times. Not all the time. You can't be an overthinker, overanalyzer, any, everything in modesty, right? But it's also good to have trust to a certain extent, right? When there's actions, when there's things that you see that raise flags, whether it's in a friendship, relationship, whatever, the people around you, then you know, you know, then you'll get that gut feeling. And that's what you got to start listening to that. You know, it's good to listen to that. You got to think, you know, how many times did things happen in your life that maybe went wrong, whether you were a kid and something happened and it could be something little or bigger, whatever. Everyone's got experiences where, You something went wrong, but you knew if you just retraced a couple steps and did something a little differently, that would not have happened, right? How many many times do we learn that mistake? Sometimes those mistakes become more fatal, right? So it's a crazy thing, man. It's a crazy, crazy thing called life and um, the balance of things. And, and balancing your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings and your intuition all play a very pivotal role, you know, in how you'll conduct yourself and, and, and what is received, right, from you and the, the people around you, right? Like I said, anything could happen at any moment, but you can minimize things by by the choices you make, you know? But anyways, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to put that song melt on. Give it a fucking listen. I hope you enjoy. Thank you all for tuning in. This is The Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. I'll see you next time. I don't wanna clean the mess that you made, but I gotta pick the pieces off the ground. If I'm going now, now I'm gonna say out loud. Everyone that I love, they all 
all turned away. Guess I'm always on my own, all alone. Now I'm gone at the bar, drinking whiskey while the music plays. Sipping bourbon, got liquor swirling with different versions. A different person, I'm sick with working. This shit's for certain. I'm deep in searching, optimistic. I keep on learning while reef is burning. Pop prescription, the label's turning. The hope I'm yearning, it's got me bursting. It's turning urgent, but I'm emerging. Word it right and they start observing. My heart's a burden, there's no diversion. What I determine, I change in night and every life, just like Tyler Durden. I ain't hurting, I stay committed. I don't care who did it. I've been essential to the game, yeah. My style's intrinsic. Remaining cryptic, realistic and analytic. I took the hammer to the stone, now it's monolithic. I don't wanna clean the mess that you made, but I gotta pick the pieces off the ground. If I'm going now, now I'm gonna say out loud. Everyone that I love, they all turned away. Guess I'm always on my own, all alone. Now I'm gone at the bar, drinking whiskey while the music plays. Chosen my fate, working all day is a lot of my play. Go to the bay, manage the books, make sure I get paid. Ain't no debate. Time never waits, it only decays. Yesterday was feeling lonely, now today I'm getting laid. Paper chase, on the trail, trying to make my way. Don't pay to play, could give a fuck what all these haters say. I change the pace and convey the truth till you know it's real. Shuffled up the deck and passed them out, now you know the deal. I don't wanna clean the mess that you've made, but I gotta pick the pieces off the ground. If I'm going now, now I'm gonna say out.